online and business. Voice America Business. Welcome to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers. Leaders are the heartbeat of any organization. Let Drs. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler show you what it takes to become a top 10% performer in your organization. Now, here are your hosts, Dr. Greenberg and Dr. Nadler. Welcome to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers. I'm Dr. Relly Nadler, and we have Dr. Kathy Greenberg, my co-host on the line. And between Kathy and I, we have helped thousands of leaders and executives perform in the top 10%. And today's show is Creating Your Personal Vision and Mission. We're going to take a closer look at how uh, Maggie Mistel helps anyone to engage their heart and mind in pursuit of their talent by creating their very own personal sense of purpose statement and how you can too. You know, Kathy and I, we always want to bring you the best in current leadership topics, interviews with proven leaders, and provide evidence-based best practices to help you develop more leaders. And Kathy, welcome to the call. Hi, thanks, Relly. I am delighted today to welcome a friend to the show. Uh, Maggie is going to really help all of us understand what we can do to create our own personal vision and mission, and we're going to participate with her, and hopefully our listening audience will be able to create their own vision and mission with us today. But, you know, we always try to help our listeners understand that leaders are really the heartbeat of an organization, and most of you who are leaders know that we can underestimate just how much influence we have over others, and thus we can underperform and As a result, the teams around us can underperform as well. But as you'll find out with each and every show, with Relly and I, doing just a few things different, just just a few things differently, not tons and tons of things, just a few things, can really improve your performance and the performance of your organization. And what we try to teach and share with all of you during each and every one of these shows is how to develop more leaders what happy companies know about performance, and the real critical aspect of emotional intelligence that Relly writes about, and the positive psychology strategies that you can learn with every program that we share with you. We talk, well, sometimes we talk about brain and neuroscience contributions. We talk about top performers. We also sometimes talk about gender and generation differences. But today we're going to talk about self-management. We're going to talk about how you can be your best. And um, before we bring Maggie on to share those tips and secrets with us, Relly, maybe you can talk to the audience a little bit about how important fact-based information is about leadership and emotional intelligence. Sure, Kathy, glad to. And why do we talk so much about leaders on leadership development news? Well, the reason is that we know that leaders have anywhere from 50 to 70% influence over the climate of their team. The emotions are contagious. And leaders, we like to call it, are the emotional thermostat for the team. How they are, whether they're calm, cool, collected, so is their team. If they're irritated, short, terse, usually their team is. And typically, the key to being a star performer is someone performing in the top 10%. And one of the key factors is emotional intelligence. As a matter of fact, the further you move up in an organization, the more emotional intelligence is a key factor when compared to IQ or technical expertise. And if you can take a few of these things, like Kathy said, to do differently and get people into the top 10%, research has shown that if you have a person, whether that's you or some one of your direct reports, in the top 10%, that person produces twice as much revenue to the organization 
as managers in the 11th through the 89th percentile. And both Kathy and I are certified coaches, and we know that when you add coaching to training, training helps about a 22% increase in productivity, but if you add ongoing coaching in your organization, productivity can go up about 88%. And one of the things that you can do is add a coaching network inside your company, and studies show that happiness, one of Kathy's favorite topics, is tied to profit by more than 93%. If you're interested in more information from Dr. Kathy Greenberg, her website is www.h2cleadership.com. She has happiness books, tools, speaking keynotes, leadership and coaching services. And if you're interested in more information from me, Dr. Rowley Nadler, my website is www.truenorthleadership.com. For emotional intelligence books, tools, speaking keynotes, leadership and coaching boot camps. And Kathy, maybe you can give her a little fuller introduction for Maggie. I did it in the beginning, but tell us a little bit more about her. Well, Maggie Mistel is one of the most exciting career coaches that I have ever met. And, you know, Maggie is not only a career coach, but she is a certified life purpose and career coach. And after being director of learning and development for Martha Stewart Living Omnimedia for several years, she became the Martha Stewart Living Radio's career coach on Sirius Radio and XM Satellite Radio. And Maggie hosts Making a Living with Maggie every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific on Cirrus 112 and XM157. So if you're uh, keeping track, it's XM157. Now, if you would like uh, a free trial uh, of a visit to Maggie's um, Cirrus radio show, you can go to www.maggiemistel.com. And we'll get that out to you again as we go through the program. But Maggie is also a career expert who has been um, someone who's appeared on CNN. And her media um, is is quite available to people. And she's going to be talking today about how to create a mission and a vision statement. And I'm sure she'll give you some more uh, website information as well. But Maggie's passion, to be honest with you, is um, is her career consulting practice and working with individuals to identify their ideal careers and allowing them to make very meaningful career changes if necessary. She, um, she's worked very, very hard and very tirelessly with um, unsatisfied employees of all levels and backgrounds to help them to seek out what's best about them and her coaching to get them on track to their careers that are really going to make them Deliver on their sense of purpose is what Maggie's all about. You know, top corporations have visited with Maggie, such as PepsiCo, Credit Suisse, um, Martha Stewart Living Omni Radio also, as, as you know, seeks Maggie's help in developing their employees and managers. And just in case you haven't noticed, Maggie has been quoted in the New York Times, the New York Post, FoxBusiness.com, New York Newsday, and the Boston Globe just just to name a few. And, uh, you know, to read any of these articles and to check out Maggie's free career videos, you can visit the press page on her website. Again, that's www.maggiemistel.com. You can find Maggie volunteering for Streetwise Partners using her career coaching services uh, to help unemployed and underemployed New Yorkers, which is fabulous. She finds time in her busy schedule to always help others. 
but with her spare time, she continues to paint. She loves to do impressionistic style um, artwork, and she actually sings in cabaret. And um, we're going to talk to Maggie about this new passion of hers. But she also has a weekly career advice blog, and you can go to www.maggiemistel.blogspot.com, and we'll come back to that in case you didn't catch it. And I just want to take a moment and welcome Maggie to the show. Hello, Maggie. Hello, Kathy. Hello, Relly. Thanks for having me on the show. Uh, it's our pleasure. We're delighted that you um, have found time between all the things that you're doing to spend a little bit of time with us. And what you know, what Relly and I really want to kind of talk to you about today is this vision and mission statement development process, and we're going to get into that. But Relly and I always like to find out a little bit more about the folks we have on the show. So if you could just help us by telling us how you became interested in being a career coach, we'll, we'll kick off with that question. Oh, sure. Well, it's, a, it, it's an interesting story, and I'll try to make it uh, brief. <laughs> um, but ultimately, I was struggling. You know, I know I, I, I love uh, how you gave such a great introduction because I really do work tirelessly to help people who are so unhappy in their work because I was one of those people. Um, I worked at Arthur Anderson fresh out of college. I was actually an accounting major and a CPA, and uh, I got my CPA, so that was my undergraduate degree, and I found out that I didn't really like numbers that much. And it was a transition within Arthur Anderson. Thank God it was a, a good company that supported people. And I was able to work my way into consulting and eventually to organizational development consulting, uh, which is more the people side of business. But still, there was something missing. So it was really the, the Arthur Anderson debacle, if you remember Enron. Uh, that was my wake-up call. I really was ready to move on from consulting. The lifestyle was very draining, being on the road and working long hours. And when Arthur Anderson went away with the Enron scandal, I you know, basically was set, you know, set free in my mind that this was my chance to really figure out what I wanted to do with my life. And in Body and Soul magazine, I found the Life Purpose Institute, which is out of San Diego. And I went through their program, and I liked it so much that I got certified as a coach and started taking all of my Arthur Anderson friends through the Life Purpose process. And that was seven years, six years ago, six and a half, seven years ago. And my coaching practice has grown since then, um, from helping these folks. So it was really exciting for me to take a problem that I had, find a way to solve it, and now be able to help other people do the same. Well, we're going to be right back, and we hope all of our listeners will come right back with us. This is Leadership Development News, and our guest today is Maggie Mistel. talk about is money, call us toll-free, 866-472-5790, and talk to the experts. We talk Talk money money all the time. time. Voice America Business. Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others, and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and influence so you and your team perform better? What do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately? How do 
you delegate effectively? How do you develop strong relationships across the organization? Emotional intelligence training, coaching, books, and tools by Dr. Nadler are available at his website, www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066. Amanda, age three. Carlos, age nine. An abducted child is everyone's child. Jada, age 14. To get free Amber Alerts on your cell phone, go to wirelessamberalerts.org. A child is calling for help. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Let Kathy Greenberg teach you and your team how to harness the power of happiness to generate even greater success and satisfaction at work. Did you know by applying coaching and the new science of happiness, you can improve your return on people anywhere from 50 to 350%. At H2C, we believe in both a return on people, that's ROP, as much as return on investment, or ROI. Dr. Greenberg, co-author of What Happy Companies Know and What Happy Women Know, is the leading global expert on coaching combined with the new science of happiness and originator of the happiness equals profits business formula. Kathy's company, H2C, Happy Companies, Healthy People, provides practical training for individuals and entire companies to maximize their potential in as little as one day. Kathy herself is available for one-to-one executive coaching, group training, and as an electrifying conference speaker for distinctive learning, practical solutions, and proven results. To learn more about adding Kathy and H2C to your team, visit her blog at kathygreenberg.com. That's Kathy with a C, greenberg.com. And click on the H2C link. The Internet's only all-business and financial radio network, Voice America Business. You're listening to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers with your hosts, Drs. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions that you're just dying to ask, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News. We're talking with Maggie Missile uh, here, and she just finished saying how she went through the Life Purpose Institute and is a life career coach. And uh, Maggie, tell us a little bit. We always like to ask this question: Who's influenced you as a leader? Before we kind of get in more specific to what you're doing today. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's amazing. I think we're all leaders, and I think you guys would agree in our own ways and in our own lives. And the folks who really influenced me are the ones who lead by example. And for me, in most cases, those have been my managers and my mentors. Um, I mentioned that I worked at Arthur Anderson, which as a company really did develop leaders through mentoring. And I had some amazing uh, you know, managers and senior managers and partners who took an interest in my development and my goals and really taught me how much further you can get and faster you can get in your career when you have that kind of support and that kind of experience. And I have to say, most recently, my recent manager, Martha Stewart, when um, I was a director of learning and development, he was the vice president of organizational development there, Ron Thomas, is, is becoming, I mean, he's, he's already been a thought leader in my mind, but he's becoming well-known as a thought leader in the HR realm because of his leadership. And what I learned from him is that you need to include the people you're leading in the process. So if you're developing a new system 
or a new way of doing things, you know, do focus groups, incorporate the employees. And I do the same thing with my coachees. You know, I, I don't tell them what to do. I really enlist them in the process. And as a leader, I think that's so important. Well, that's always really important, I think, for Kathy and I like to talk about as leaders, that the more you get people involved, the more committed they're going to be, and exactly what you're, you're saying. Yeah, and you're not designing things in a vacuum. I think that was one of the struggles I had as a consultant. You know, we go into organizations to help, you know, create change, whether that was putting in new systems or new processes to get things done more quickly or more easily. And, you know, as a consultant, you can't come in as the expert. Even Arthur Anderson's approach was to really team up with the client. Um, I think a team effort and a team approach yields better results and better answers than any one of us could on our own. No, I, I, can, I could not agree with you more. Uh, having been, uh, as you know, Maggie, kind of in a sister company, uh, originally, as you know, Arthur Anderson was an umbrella organization for both Arthur Anderson and Anderson Consulting. Uh, back um, in the 19, late 1990s, Arthur Anderson and uh, Anderson Consulting separated, so I became a part of the Anderson Consulting organization, which then grew into Accenture. So, um, which thankfully still exists today. <laughs> yes, it's one of the you know one of the top performing mm-hmm. consultancies globally because of the you know the teamwork and the mindset that you just shared with our listeners. You always come up with better answers when there's you know more than one person helping to solve a problem, like they say, two heads are better than one. That's why Relly and I do this radio show <laughs> together, because mm-hmm. two heads are better than one. That's right. Well, so let's get into a couple of the other questions that we wanted to ask you, Maggie. So how did you come to work for Martha Stewart Living Radio? Well, Relly, you know, it's, it's funny, because, again, I have to practice what I preach. That's yeah. another leadership quality, right? Um, well, my favorite career tool is the informational interview, and I think it can get you new opportunities, new jobs. It can help you figure out your career. So the informational interview is where you go talk to someone in the line of work that you're interested in. So when Arthur Anderson was ending, I asked my network of of mentors, these wonderful people I had the opportunity to work with, I said, listen, I think the place for me is within the HR uh, function of an organization. I don't want to travel. I want to work locally in New York. Do you know anybody who's done HR in companies in New York? And it so turns out that the head of HR and Martha Stewart was a former Arthur Anderson uh, senior manager, and I had actually worked with her husband. And so it was a really nice, warm introduction to the world of HR, and I really just went to speak to her about what HR is like and would my skills translate from being a consultant in organizational psychology and development and how would that work. And the best part about it, really, and Kathy, was that she basically said, we're looking to build a management curriculum, we're looking to expand our career development here. Is that something you would like to do? So I didn't go in looking for a job, but once we were able to learn more about each other, she had a need and saw me as a person who could fit that need. So that's actually how I landed the role, uh, was really through my network and by doing an informational interview, which I recommend to all my clients, especially people who are trying to figure out if they want to make a career change or if they want to try to get a foot into an organization, that's the best way to start is really on the information side of things as opposed to just depositing your resume through the website. You know, that can be a black hole sometimes. You know, Maggie, as you're talking, um, you and I have had a conversation when you did our webinar a couple of weeks ago in October about this informational interview process. And maybe you can tell our audience a little bit about what that entails because I'm sure there's a lot of people now who are out of work given the economy and who might like the opportunity to use that process 
um, in a safe way, uh, perhaps over the holiday where they have time to think about all in their life that they can appreciate and the gratitude they have for the loved ones that they're sharing this holiday season with. So maybe you can talk a little bit about that. Oh, absolutely. In fact, I I did a a blog entry called Informational Interview 101 uh, that people can check out at maggiemistel.blogspot.com. Um, and I'll give you the rundown of, of what's included there. And, and, and basically, the information interview, the way you want to do it is you first t- think about who would you like to talk to most, who's in the kind of, who's in the line of work that you would like, who's got a, a job or career that you find intriguing, you know, who's doing work that you would love to be doing. And what you do is, even if you don't know that person, you can ask your network, you can use your alumni association as a great way to make contacts, um, and really locate these folks. And once you do, this is the real key. You can't make it all about yourself. You have to make it about the other person. So, Kathy, if I was asking you for an informational interview, I wouldn't say, Kathy, I want to do what you do. I'm looking for work. I'm looking to find out more about it. I'm looking, you know, and I use the word I too many times. Yeah, I hear that a lot, actually. Right. <laughs> yeah. And what, what ends up happening is people are like, well, I'm kind of busy. I don't know if I have time for that. You know, it's really a turnoff if it's only about you as the, you know, individual looking for information. What you want to do instead is be honest about it, which is really, you know, Kathy, you do work that I've read about, and it's so intriguing, and I know you've written these best-selling books about it, and I'd love to hear more about how you got to where you are today because you're so successful, and I'd love to understand how you made that happen. Now, it's a very different way of asking, and Kathy, if I asked you that, would you be more apt to say yes to that kind of conversation? Oh, absolutely. I'd be thrilled. Yes, and that's exactly, and it's all true, right? You can't butter somebody up, but, you know, because you wouldn't, you're talking to them because you're intrigued. You're talking to them because they're a success. You're talking to them because they've done something you want to do. And your best way to make that introduction in those informational interviews or to ask for them is to really make that point clear that it's not really about you. It's about them sharing their story with you. And that in and of itself will be a tremendous help because you'll not only build rapport with the person, and, and have a, a chance to build a relationship from there and perhaps in the future have job opportunities or other information come your way. But now you've also got information about the job, and you may find out, wow, well, that's not what I thought it was, or, oh, that's harder than I thought it was, or, oh, that's easier than I thought it was. You know, so you really can learn a lot. You just have to make sure you don't make it all about yourself. So, Maggie, what, what I love about that is applying a lot of just basic principles. You know, first, really being interested in the other person, and the more interested you are in them, the more interested they're going to be in you. And then all the information that you're saying just about finding out about the job and, and the enthusiasm and takes the spotlight off, oh, this is an interview where I have to say all the stuff about me. Um, so you're really kind of from the law of attraction getting the person interested in you because you're interested in them. Yeah, and really you point out a huge um, point to that, which is you are not, it's not a popularity contest, which a job, which a job interview yeah. can be. You're not trying to convince the person anything. And, in fact, you're going to be better at convincing someone that you're good for the job once you understand what the job is and the success. And you may realize, wow, I am a good fit, and these are all the reasons why. And you can be that much more confident in an actual job interview. But the information is so key to get first. Well, the thing that sparked my enthusiasm for the process was that it's an informal process. It's something that you can do without actually risking the job you have or putting yourself in a position where you're asking someone for a job. Because when you are doing an informational interview, you're actually asking questions that help you look at your talents and your strengths and see if there's a fit. And that's always a safe place for people to be. Yeah, and it's amazing. I have, um, you know, basically it's every client that I work with that ends up doing informational interviews in some way, shape, or form. And with tools like LinkedIn.com, 
I mean, you, it's amazing how many contacts you can make and how many conversations you can have. One of my uh, most recent clients was surprised and amazed at how many executive-level folks she was able to get time with on their calendars um, for these informational interviews. But these are, and what it pointed out to her, too, is that these were companies she'd want to work at because these were leaders who took an interest in mm-hmm. people and their development. That's right. Well, so um, let's move on to our next question, Maggie. Tell us about how you developed this idea of helping others to create this personal mission and vision vision statement. And like Kathy said, we'll, we'll get a chance to uh, try that out. But tell us a little bit about uh, where that came from. Right. Well, you mentioned earlier, guys, that my, so the Life Purpose Institute is where my certification is from. And, so, and there are, you know, other ways of career development. You know, there's traditional career counseling, those types of things. But the type of work that I do, this life purpose element to it, incorporates the way you want to make a difference. Um, and, and in order to do that, you know, most people that, I, that come to from a career standpoint say, Maggie, well, I'm just not that fulfilled in my work. I don't feel like that what I'm doing is making any difference. Um, and so a great way to figure that part of the puzzle out is to first get clear on, well, what's your purpose? What would you like to create in life or what kind of impact would you like to have? Um, who would you like to help and in what ways? What are you trying to further? Are there particular ideas or, um, you know, are there particular causes? You know, it's not that you have to initially quit your job and save the whales. I think some people think that's the only way to make a difference is to go full circle. But really there's a lot of creative ways now with companies being more socially responsible to actually work in a for-profit corporation but have a job that has more meaning. But what you really need to do is first define your own mission so you can then align that with a corporate mission, for example. Um, I have a client right now who she is very passionate about fitness and sports, and she's doing marketing as her career. And what we've realized is that she it's not the marketing that's the problem. It's the fact that she hasn't been marketing in sports or in fitness, and that's really the direction that she wants to go in. So when you get your mission and vision lined up, you get more direction in where you want to go with your career. Well, this is all very exciting, and I know our listeners are going to want to kind of get their hands into it, get their brains into it. So we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. This is Leadership Development News. And when we return, Maggie Mistel is going to teach us how to do just that. Money, money, up-to-date business and financial news. Money, money, call now and get the financial information you need. 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. Voice America Business. Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and influence so you and your team perform better? What do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately? How do you delegate effectively? How do you develop strong relationships across the organization? Emotional intelligence training, coaching, Books and tools by Dr. Nadler are available at his website, www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066. 
And the pitch. Dave just pitched a tomato, which won't work. But a healthy, vegetable-filled diet could give you energy to hit that grand slam. Run, throw, think, eat better. Can your food do that? Find out at smallstep.gov. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Let Kathy Greenberg teach you and your team how to harness the power of happiness to generate even greater success and satisfaction at work. Did you know by applying coaching and the new science of happiness, you can improve your return on people anywhere from 50 to 350%. At H2C, we believe in both a return on people, that's ROP, as much as return on investment, or ROI. Dr. Greenberg, co-author of What Happy Companies Know and What Happy Women Know, is the leading global expert on coaching combined with the new science of happiness and originator of the happiness equals profits business formula. Kathy's company, H2C, Happy Companies, Healthy People, provides practical training for individuals and entire companies to maximize their potential in as little as one day. Kathy herself is available for one-to-one executive coaching, group training, and as an electrifying conference speaker for distinctive learning, practical solutions, and and proven results. To learn more about adding Kathy and H2C to your team, visit her blog at kathygreenberg.com. That's Kathy with a C, greenberg.com. And click on the H2C link. From the stock market floor to your laptop, we are Voice America Business. You're listening to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers with your hosts, Drs. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions that you're just dying to ask, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News. We're talking with Maggie Missile. And Maggie, you can tell us a little bit about... Um, this personal mission vision process, and especially during the break, we're talking about with many organizations, you know, afraid of downsizing. You know, how does how do you position this, and, and is this a good time for people to start taking a look at at their personal mission? Yeah, absolutely, really well, and it is a scary time. I don't want to downplay that. I do think for a lot of folks, there's a lot of change happening, and many of much of it is not welcome, or at least not initially. Now, what I think is exciting, though, is that. This is an opportunity to really redefine where you've been with your career and where you're going. And that's where the personal mission and vision come in uh, because you don't, it doesn't have to take a lot of time. That was your point earlier, Kathy. We can't change everything overnight. But if you can start with a personal mission by defining, hey, wait a minute, if I could have the impact I want to have, if I could make a difference in my career and do something that mattered to me, what would that look like? And with the vision statement, you actually start to envision what a day in the life is like as if that was really happening. And you, know, you guys know research has shown that when we start to envision the future that we want, what happens is we, we find ways to make that a reality. People show up. Uh, maybe it's the law of attraction. Maybe it's also the fact that we're just more aware of what it is we really want to be doing with our lives. And we tend to find those opportunities. And right now, people are worried about the scarcity of opportunities. So it's more critical now to know exactly what you're looking for and the personal mission and vision help to get you that clarity. Maggie, you were talking before about the Life Purpose Institute and where you've learned some of this. Does this stem from the, the work of, of Rick Warren and a purpose-driven life? 
Well, actually, Fern Gorn is the one who founded the Life Purpose Institute, and there are um, different people who she's incorporating into the process. The actual exercises we're going to cover today, the mission and vision, come from a book by Laurie Beth Jones called The Path. And there are many, you know, great books out there talking about purpose and, and different ways you can get there, or even different versions of the the mission and vision statement. What I like about the one that's, that we're going to do today, especially the mission, is that it's kind of like Mad Libs, if you remember those, yeah. where you fill in a couple of the blanks and then you all of a sudden have this great, interesting um, story to tell. And that's really how this mission is set up. It's quite simple and to the point and isn't some daunting task about, oh, my God, what do I want my life to to be, it's really much more clear because we ask specific questions that help you get clear on what you want. So, so with that, Maggie, why don't we start um, asking some of these questions and coming up with our own uh, statements here on the show? Absolutely. Well, I'm excited to uh, get you guys to be the guinea pigs here. Okay. Um, and I'm sure this is the first time you've done that. I mean, even for folks who have done missions or visions before, I think it's important to continue to refine that. So the first step um, is really to choose, and, and it's up to three, but, but meaningful, purposeful, and exciting verbs, the action words that um, really shape the, the future activities you'd like to be doing. You can think about what you're here to give. You can think about what you're here to receive. You can think about what you're passionate about or what you do naturally, and really think about what those verbs could be. And I'll give you some examples. Um, and I think lead is one that you guys would probably appreciate. Um, but teach, share, lead, speak, inspire, communicate, create, give, Dream, educate, um, there's so many different verbs. What else? Improve, organize, heal, nurture, reform, motivate, uh, launch, a couple of others. I mean, there's so many different verbs. Again, you're thinking about what are the three most meaningful, purposeful, and exciting verbs for you. And you can really look at the activities that you would like to be doing. If right now you're not traveling for your job that you'd like to be, travel can be one of your verbs. If right now... Um, you're not able to improvise or be creative on the job you, you, you want to, in the way you want to be. You can put, you know, improvise or create. Um, any real action verbs can work. And I'm curious, Kathy or Relly, if any verbs come to mind for either of you that are really purposeful or meaningful. Well, it's, it's funny. You know, every year, <clears throat> pardon me, about this time, I start thinking about my company, which is called H2C, Happy Companies, Healthy People, and I start thinking, does my mission and vision still work for the kind of, of opportunities that are available and for the sense of purpose I have to deliver on my gifts? So if I start out, I start out saying H2C is a beacon for gifted leaders. Now, that's simple and easy, but when I have to include verbs, I start thinking, hmm, my mission within H2C is to share my experiences to create and develop gifted leaders through coaching. Does, does that count? Does that work? Oh, absolutely. And I like that you said, so, you, so the actions that you're taking, Kathy, in this, in helping H2C be that beacon is, is sharing first and foremost. And I, and I you know, I, I know the work you do, and you could say it, the ways you share are through speaking or through writing or through research, um, you know, and there may even be other verbs that resonate, but it's really the, the activity that you're doing, the action you're specifically taking to, to further H2C as that beacon. Okay, Brelly, I want you to go. Okay, good. <laughs> well, I want to hear what you came up with. Yes, actually I was looking back uh, at my mission statement that I wrote in, uh, it's in my planner at 1995 where a lot of these key words 
uh, pop out. But you talked about a beacon, and my key word is spotlight. Ah, ooh. And, and so I like that word, spotlight, similar to a beacon. But spotlight I put, uh, empower and stretch. And, w- and part of my mission is the first paragraph is to be a spotlight on unique gifts, capabilities, and strengths of the people in my professional and private life. Oh, beautiful. Wow. Yeah, and then being that spotlight, so is that where you do you, how do you do that, really? How do you spotlight? Is it that you point things out for folks? Do you communicate that to them? Or yeah, I, I think I'm always, educate? I'm always uh, through communication, coaching, training, but I'm always listening for what are the strengths that they have and then putting a spotlight on that. And often, probably another word would be bridging, bridging those strengths into this new area. Yeah, I like listening, too, because it sounds like that's a key one for you to enable you to do the spotlight, right. you know, create the spotlight and the bridging. Very good. Well, you know what's really exciting about what Relly just shared is you can hear in the definition of the words a physical um, attraction to the statement. Did you did you get mm-hmm. that? The mm-hmm. word, I mean, he used bridging, stretching, building. You know, Empowering. those are, mm-hmm. to me, Relly, those are very um, active Mm-hmm. engaging words, and I think it's so important for our listeners to understand that when you're trying to create a personal mission and you're trying to really resonate and engage and share your passion, it's so important for us to excite people with energetic words. Right, right. And I think for me, this is great, Maggie, because as we were talking, I opened this up and said, you know, it's been a while since I looked at that, but there should be, like Kathy's saying, it's kind of that magnet, that pull, that resonance that says, oh, yeah, this is who I am. Yeah, and it's really authentic. I don't, you can't, it's very interesting because even for people who are saying, well, I don't know what it is that I do that, you know, gets me excited. You can look to, you know, ask friends, ask colleagues, say, when are the moments when I, what have I been, you know, what do you see me do often? Am I a listener? Am I the kind that likes to share and is always trying to educate? And most often, other people can give you a couple of those verbs as well. You guys are making this look easy, which I think is great. <laughs> well, is. you also shared a, a framework with us that is, you know, my mission is to, and then, you know, pick some verbs, two or three verbs, uh, and then I do this for or with, and uh, then you fill in the blank with the interest group or the cause that most excites you or moves you. Maybe you can tell our listening audience how they can learn more about the frameworks that you have available to help them do this. Oh, sure. Well, I mean, actually, if people are interested in this particular framework, they can always email me at maggie at maggiemistel.com um, you know, to get this one or to even understand their particular needs because there's so many different frameworks you can use. From a mission standpoint, though, your verbs are really the starting point. Um, to, to point out, like you guys did, what your actions are that you're willing to take. Um, and then the middle piece of that is what you stand for, what your core values are. Um, you know, what principle or ideal or purpose do you care about? What are you passionate about? Or even what angers you can be a great way to, to figure out what you're passionate about. Um, and, and that can be anything from creativity to beauty to service to justice to freedom to peace, um, wholeness, integrity. I mean, these are all the wonderful lofty words. Um, that your life can stand for. So I encourage people, you know, not only to choose the verbs that they want, the actions they want to be taking, but also to focus in on the type of even abundance, Kathy, I think was one that you mentioned earlier. Um, if that's something you want to create, that inc- goes into your mission. And then the last piece, just as you said, in terms of the framework, is who or what you're here to help. 
And is that a particular group of people? Is it children? Is it the elderly? Is it even animals or the homeless? Or is it a cause? Do you want to help animal rights or the environment? Or are you interested in politics or women's or men's or anyone else's issues? You know, who is it you want to help? Or is it even a particular field you want to further um, in terms of travel or finance or business? Um, any of these can be valid mission statements. I think what's important for people to remember, this only needs to be authentic to you. And I did my mission statement, again, in terms of walking the talk. And when I did this exercise, mine came out to be to educate, persuade, and inspire creativity, service, and justice for all people who are unhappy in their careers. Oh. So you can hear the framework mm-hmm. right yeah. there in the statement. And, and, and I don't know, what do you guys think when you hear that? Is it clear to you what it is I'm here to do? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that sounds well, really good. It's, it's funny for, for me listening to you and Relly because your words are so powerful. And this is where the whole idea of the law of attraction starts to take hold. Because when you become attracted to the inspiring and impactful positive way that someone wants to engage people, the, the results are, are endless. And the power of that language becomes who you are. And then your words literally become your character, the character then becomes what you do. So it's very powerful. Well, I don't want to lose our train of thought, but we're going to go to a break. When we come back, Maggie, I want to finish the exercise with a vision statement, and then let's talk about your cabaret. All right, sounds good. Stocks, bonds, 401Ks, investments, refinancing. We can help you. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790, 866-472-5790. Voice America Business. Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and and influence so you and your team perform better. What do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately? How do you delegate effectively? How do you develop strong relationships across the organization? Emotional intelligence training, coaching, books, and tools by Dr. Nadler are available at his website, www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066. Do you know who your kids are talking to on the Internet? Every day, children are sexually solicited online. Help delete online predators. Call 1-800-THE-LOST or visit CyberTipLine.com. A message from the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children and the Ad Council. Let Kathy Greenberg teach you and your team how to harness the power of happiness to generate even greater success and satisfaction at work. Did you know by applying coaching and the new science of happiness, you can improve your return on people anywhere from 50 to 350%. At H2C, we believe in both a return on people, that's ROP, as much as return on investment, or ROI. 
Dr. Greenberg, co-author of What Happy Companies Know and What Happy Women Know, is the leading global expert on coaching combined with the new science of happiness and originator of the Happiness Equals Profits business formula. Kathy's company, H2C, Happy Companies, Healthy People, provides practical training for individuals and entire companies to maximize their potential in as little as one day. Kathy herself is available for one-to-one executive coaching, group training, and as an electrifying conference speaker for distinctive learning, practical solutions, and proven results. To learn more about adding Kathy and H2C to your team, visit her blog at kathygreenberg.com. That's Kathy with a C, greenberg.com. And click on the H2C link. The Internet's only all-business and financial radio network, Voice America Business. You're listening to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers with your hosts, Drs. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions that you're just dying to ask, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News. We're talking with Maggie Mistel, and Maggie just brought us through the first Part of a mission statement, we looked at our values and and uh, key verbs for who we are, and then who do and what do we stand for, and where we bring those. And Maggie, you are also going to talk about a vision statement. And you said the mission statement and vision statement are just two of your many tools. Maybe you can mention if people are interested in these tools, where can they go to, to hear more about that? Yeah, absolutely. Well, they go to my website, maggiemistel.com. It's M-A-G-G-I-E-M-I-S-T-A-L.com. They can find out more about the life purpose process that I use, and then absolutely people can email me at maggie at maggiemistel.com to to get these actual exercises um, or perhaps even others if those would be of more help because this is part of the coaching work that I do one-on-one with people. All right, great. Well, why don't we... uh... Take us to the next step here. Is there anything else on on the mission, or you want to switch over to the? the well, business? no, I think the mission is good. I think as long as people, okay. you know, can get those statements down, their verbs, what they their core purpose is, and then who they want to help. What then happens, Riley and Kathy, and, and and everybody listening, is that what you want to do is bring that alive. Take your mission statement and bring it into what a, an ideal day would look like. And again, you can even, uh, you know, I mentioned that the vision statement exercise I'm talking about comes from a woman named Lori Beth Jones. She has her example being, um, she writes about her clients. She says, I have clients who delight in and cherish me and who properly value my creative talents and efforts. And she uses statements like, uh, my clients come exclusively, exclusively through referrals, and I can do work and offer products that I respect and that they pay me, pay me well for and on time. So you can hear in Lori Beth Jones' vision um, is that an ideal day for her is one in which she gets to do the kind of work she loves based on her mission statement. And for me, when I did this exercise, I have my mission about helping people who are unhappy in their careers. Um, I talk about in my mission that, you know, what time I get up and how I'm able to work out in the morning because that helps me be happier and healthier um, and a better, better service to my clients. And I talk about how I'm able to work with clients who take action and are excited about making their careers uh, of their dreams possible. So really what's amazing about the vision is you get, you get the magic wand. You get the opportunity to create exactly what you want. And most people will say, well, Maggie, that's not realistic. And I love and hate that word <laughs> because ultimately realistic is relative. 
And if you've been thinking small or if you've been thinking you can't have your ideal job, the vision is a safe way to just for yourself write down on paper if you could have it all, if you could have that perfect day, if you're a working parent and you want to get, you know, work your hours but make more, you can create that vision statement. And it's not unrealistic to do so. What it actually does, again, is enables you to start to communicate to other people. You know, here's what I'm all about and here's what I'd love to be doing. And when you start to communicate to others what you want, you, you create the opportunities for yourself to get it. So the vision is a very important step in making this a reality. Well, the vision is also something you not only mentally create and stimulate your energy with, but it's that energy that you then use to write it down and keep it where you can see it and put it to work so that you can add to it and keep it in motion. Is that is that accurate? Oh, absolutely, yeah. And ultimately, this needs, one thing people often do, too, is say, well, I will have the job of my dreams, or I will have the boss that appreciates me, or I will have a company that's stable. Um, and what you don't want to do is put the will, because that creates you know, a barrier. That it's something, you know, what you want to do is say, I have. I have a great job and a boss who appreciates me, and I work in a company that's stable and, and, and is socially responsible and takes care of the environment. So you want to write this as if it's happening. And what's also amazing, uh, you know, from a, a brain standpoint is we actually can't hold to realities. And when you write your vision as if it's happening now, your brain, again, starts to help you out. Your subconscious starts to work for you right. in finding ways to make that new reality possible. One of the things, Maggie, Kathy was saying earlier, we've, we've interviewed a lot of the top neuroscientists. And, and in changing the brain, you know, it's exactly like you're saying, it's uh, attention and focus. And so if you want to change those newer pathways, it's attention and focus, and especially around what's your ideal, what's your vision. And what I love that you're doing here is grounding it into the day that you want versus something that's kind of lofty and not uh, attainable, but in a daily uh, focus, attention and focus, what does that ideal day look like? Yeah, and, and again, people, you know, my clients will say, well, Maggie, you know, I don't know if this is possible. And I'll say, that's okay. Please write it down and let's talk about it. Because what also happens is you get more clear about what you really, really want. I know when I was changing careers um, to even work at Martha Stewart, I went through the visioning exercise. And amazingly enough, I've kept envisioning this white office space. I just envisioned clean, comfortable office space. And wouldn't you believe, every office space in Martha Stewart was white. So (laughs) it's one of those interesting things that, you know, if you want something, don't be afraid to ask for it um, because you very well might just get it in, in places or in ways that you didn't anticipate. Well, you know, as we uh, talked about earlier in your intro, uh, we know that you have a vision for yourself in addition to being a career coach uh, as a cabaret singer. Maybe you can help us understand how you translate from being a career coach to a cabaret singer. Well, you know, for me, it seems so natural. So <laughs> I'm glad you asked the questions. I think for other folks, it's a harder stretch. Uh, basically, uh, let's see. What I see, Kathy and Relly, and, and for folks listening, is that there is greater and greater demand for people saying, I want to be in work that I enjoy. You know, there's no room anymore for people to be in jobs they don't like because you won't be competitive in them. And those jobs will go away from you. So you really do need to focus in on what you're best at, where your passions lie, and where your talents lie. So as a coach, I'm always, you know, doing that and preaching that to my clients. And so for me, I said, wait a minute, I'm telling everybody else about following their dreams and writing their visions and doing those things. What's, what's my dream? And to be honest, being a career coach is a dream come true. And I also have this dream of singing. I always have. And so I, again, reached out to my network. 
about two years ago and said I wanted to take singing lessons, and it so turned out that I knew the perfect person who could help. And she and I started working together, and I really didn't know if it would go anywhere, but I knew it was something that I wanted to do in my life. And I couldn't coach other people to follow their dreams if I wasn't doing that as well. So it all came full circle this summer uh, when I put on my first cabaret show off-Broadway here in New York City. And people are saying, well, I can't believe you've only been doing this for a few years, or I can't believe this is your first show, and I've done another one since. And people are always amazed uh, because I'm so passionate about it. I've worked very hard to get to this point, and it's something I just love to be doing. And when you have passion, um, and, and, and I did go to a coach to make sure I had some talent, too. <laughs> um, you know, it's amazing how much of a magnet that can be. And I put these shows on, and I actually intertwine inspiring messages. All the songs I choose have an inspiring message. Uh, for example, I choose Don't, uh, Don't Wait Too Long by Madeline Peru, which is a great jazz uh, new, new standard, actually. And it's about Don't Wait Too Long to Follow Your Dreams. Uh, and for every song that I choose, I, I incorporate an inspiring message about going after what you want. And I've actually even incorporated a bit of a training module right in the middle at the intermission where people in the audience, I give them out follow your dreams cards, and they get to write down what they want their dream to be, could be anything, and then we actually get the audience to share their dreams with each other. And I'll tell you, it's been so exciting to not only be up there and be supported by the audience and me following my dream, but then to be able to turn around during the show and say, okay, so what about you? Mm. You really get people opening up, everything from people saying they want to start their own business, people saying they want to spend more time with their kids, people saying they want to be kickboxers or dance like Beyonce. I mean, it's very interesting now they, the, the dreams you get. Do they do that uh, in front of everybody else or just with partners there in, in the audience? Actually, we've, we've, ha- we've done it since it's cabaret. And this, I like the smaller settings. It's probably 50 to 60 people mm-hmm. um, right here in New York City. So for anybody listening, you want to come to the next show in January, you know, go to MaggieMistle.com, and I'll tell you more about it. But um, basically, we have them share in the room. It's an intimate enough setting, and it's amazing because, again, you're putting right. out there what you want, and you don't know who else could be there to help. Wow, that's huge. That's great. That's very exciting just hearing so it. We'll have to get you guys at the show at the next one in January, too. you got to fly into New York for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what's fascinating is you also uh, do this with some loved ones, I understand. I do. My uh, significant other is the MC, and he's following his dream as a travel writer. So we're all walking the talk. Being leaders. Well, it doesn't get any better than that. Maggie Mistel, thank you so much for being with us today. And anybody who's listening can reach you at www.maggiemistel.com. They can also hear you, uh, I guess it's uh, Wednesdays, um, at uh, XM157 and uh, on Sirius Radio as well. And for that station, it's 112. And that's at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific. What can I say? You're terrific. Thanks, Maggie. Thank Thanks, you both. Maggie. Appreciate it. Thank you for joining us for Capital Thinking with your host, Kevin O'Neill. We hope to have you join us again for more insight from Washington. We're here every Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern, on the Voice America Business Network. Sell, buy, buy, sell. All we talk about is money. Talk to an expert. Call now. now. Toll free 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. Voice America Business.